Hey there. This is Story Story Late Night, the positively shameless black sheep of the storytelling family where you hear bleep-worthy stories on an unblushing theme. We need your support. Text the code STORYPOD to 44321. During the slam, we leave space for members of our audience to share a five-minute story. This summer, we are up against a wall with tales told live on stage without notes or inhibitions in the walled yard of the old Idaho Penitentiary. I'm your host, Jody Eichelberger. Now, we go balls to the wall. Stories of going all out. Recorded on June 29th, 2021. At late night, we don't need no thought control, but we'll take some dark sarcasm straight up. It's Late Night Stories. It is Steve Bushy. Well... I know that balls of the wall is a metaphor, but I, I'm a little literate. <laughs> and so I'm probably gonna be a little more literate than some other people might be. And I'm gonna call my story Balls to the Stone. <laughs> and this occurred when I was in uh, medical school and we, a friend of mine who was uh, with me, uh, I wasn't in medical school, I was in a residency in Los Angeles. And we decided to go up to Yosemite and camp out. And a lot of things happened that night. That a night that we camped out, a bear came into our tent and scratched at the place where I had my toothpaste. <laughs> and we met a sweet young thing named Flossie, uh, who was standing at the base of uh, Half Dome. And I don't know how many of you have been up at Half Dome, but they have that wall that you can climb up. And when I was there, they had, it was late in the year, late, early fall. They had already taken down the cable and it was just laying there. And so you had to pull yourself up. And so Jim and I looked up there and we said, oh, no, no way. There's only like little, I mean, you've seen the place. It's only got little ledges that you can get a foothold on. And it's like 800 feet up and you just, you just climb up there. So we decided, nah, that's, that's, we're not going to do that. So we started walking away when all of a sudden we, this sweet young thing, her name was Flossie. <laughs> she came up to us and she said, I'm here with a bunch of friends. And you know, I looked up there and I said, I don't think I wanna go up there, it's too dangerous. And, uh, but I changed my mind, I'd like to go, but I don't wanna go alone, would you guys come with me? <laughs> well, of course, Flossie. <laughs> so up we went. And uh, we ran into Flossie later, but I don't have time in five minutes to talk about that. Uh, but anyways, we camped out and uh, we started down the next day and we go, it got to this, there's a, a stream that kind of goes down, down the mountainside and there's uh, like a pond or a small lake with an island in the middle. And um, we saw these two couples down there, uh, two guys and two, two women. And the guys were stark naked and they were sliding down the stream. The stream had worn a kind of a gouge in the rock. And it was like a slot, big slide. And they were stark naked and sliding down. We said, hey, that looks like fun. So we decided to go there, but we were a little modest. So we kept our underwear on, our tidy whities <laughs> And uh, we sat down and tried to get going. And we, we didn't move, you know, we just 
guy said, no, you can't move with your tidy whities on. <laughs> so Jim and I took our pants off, our tidy whities off, and we sat down, and sure enough, we started, we started moving. And I got to tell you, this was quite an experience. <laughs> I got, I actually, I got to show it to you. Can I, can I take this off? No, I can't. Okay. I'll try to talk while. <laughs> So anyway, this is going to be great on the podcast. <laughs> you got to picture this. I'm stark naked, laying on this thing like this, and it's starting to slide. And it's about 100 yards long. And I was going like a bat out of here. I must be going a zillion miles an hour down there. And all of a sudden, I look between my legs, and there's this big rock down at the bottom. <laughs> right in the middle of the screen. I said, oh no. My whole masculine life flashed before me. <laughs> thought about all the girls I dated. Thought about, now I'm gonna have to start singing falsetto. Like Frankie Valley. But you know what happened? It was a strange thing. Got all the way down there, started saying my prayers, and at the last minute, there was a little lip on the rock that turned me around that stone and saved me, saved my balls from going. <laughs> Brittany Bushane, welcome. All right, hello. I've never spoken before. This is my uh, this is my second story story I've been to. The first one is about a year ago just right like across the alley at the Old State Penitentiary. So it was very nice, it was kind of dark, different time of year. Um, and I wanna talk about how I went balls to the wall um, at my first story story. So I went with my friend Kim, she drugged me out, kind of COVID-y, it was like, eh, should we go out? Yes, we did. Um, so we went out and Minerva was the host and she was so beautiful and awesome and amazing. and. Um, we had such a good time. I forget the theme. It was kind of futuristic. Forbidden planet. Forbidden planet. Yes, it was amazing, and it was hosted by. Well, 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 not hosted, but like sponsored. Who gave out the gifts? Not over Hustler. Yes, over nineteen adult shop. So towards the end, she started giving out all these fun, cute little sex toy gifts, like edible panties and these cute little like cock rings and like little vibrators and they were so cute and tasteful and I don't get out of my shell very often and I was like okay Kim you know what no matter what the next thing is no matter what it is I'm gonna run up there mind you we were sitting way in the back like up against the wall we're sitting in the back trying to shield ourselves from the rain I was like no matter what it is I'm gonna just run up there ooh, and grab whatever it is so I get up, she's like, okay, drum roll. Next thing, I get up, extra large marble butt plug. And I was like. <laughs> and I literally started to run and just stopped. And I was like, fuck it. You know what? I said no matter what it was. So I went and I fucking sprinted up that like walkway all the way up to Minerva. And what kind of sucked was that, you know, the sh the spotlights were shining on her and you know we were in the dark because it was nighttime so she didn't see me so she's just yelling anybody anybody who wants this and I'm like me just me. I'm running up 
going up there. And I finally grab it. I'm like, yeah, this is my prize for going balls to the wall. I did it. Got my extra large marble butt plug. And I'm running back. And the gal who sat in front of us, I like the look on her face was so funny. <laughs> Just. <laughs> I was like, you know what? Mm -mm. Fuck you. I got this. This is mine. And uh, it was wonderful. So you know what? I went balls to the wall in my first story story. I went balls to the wall speaking today. And I like that streak. Two for two. So yeah. Please welcome Matt D. Okay. Uh, this story is entitled Ovus dos Moros. Ovos dos Moros. And somebody mentioned uh, a Portuguese uh, valve? Yes. Uh, so I'll start with the joke. Someone told me if you're ever going to talk and you're a little bit nervous, to always start with the joke. So ovos, as you know, means eggs. So there's a chicken and an egg lying in bed together. Chicken smoking a cigarette. He's got a real smug look on his face. Looks over at the egg. He says, well, I guess that answers that question. Okay. Here we go. So, this story is about uh, Mozambique. Um, that's it. <laughs> that's the whole thing. Uh, the story is about Mozambique. Um, I moved there about uh, nine years ago. I still live there for most of the year. This is my other home base, and I this is a this is a story that I share with my. Uh, friends in Mozambique, my Mozambican friends all the time, we laugh about it. And it's important that I share some of these stories from my life there here. Um, I, I'm trying to bring the two worlds together, and uh, this is a great opportunity to do that. So, so I have three minutes and 30 seconds. Uh, so there's something called the Shapa, which is a minibus. For those of you who've traveled to uh, Mozambique's in uh, Africa, just above South Africa, just below. Uh, Tanzania on the Indian Ocean, and uh, those of you who've traveled to countries like Mozambique can imagine a minibus just packed full of people. Lots of heads are shaking. Yes, you've maybe seen these or been on some of these things. So in Mozambique, where I was living in uh, uh, the province of Nyasa, you sit five on the row in the minibus. It's, it's made for three people, but you sit five. And so the way you get the fifth person in is you set the four people up, and there's not actually enough room for a fifth person, so the fifth person has to sit on the two legs of, the, of one of the, the two other people, and then you kind of vibrate in as you go over the potholes, and then eventually you're just s snug in there, you know? So, uh, so, the, so anyways, I was going to buy some eggs, and I, I lived uh, about, about seven hours from the town where you'd buy eggs, and I... Uh, Went there and I had 24 eggs, which I was very, sorry if you're vegan, I mean, I need to get some, some protein, uh, you know. And so I have uh, these eggs and they're sitting on there and then it gets it get tucked in uh, my seat and we start our journey and you're bouncing around and, and they just keep piling people, you know, on top. So you're like 30 people deep into a 12-person minibus. Um, Anyways, one of, the one of the eggs breaks immediately on my lap and it dries there, but my hands are kind of trapped like this. I can't, there's nothing I can do. It just dries on my lap. Um, and then I was so hungry, we stopped at like at a corner. We were cornering somewhere and I had like uh, five cents, like metikais. I had like five cents in my pocket and they were selling these fried doughs. 
So I, I, reached, I reached it like this. I couldn't really move. And I just said, like, you know, give me five. And they gave me five of these fried doughs. I looked at it, and everyone else was really hungry too. But at that moment, I just, I just ate all of them. In my, like, every one of them. And I, and I just had my mouth up. I was like, what can I do? I, I was so hungry. And then uh, we go, go, go. Uh, and then uh, we get to a hill, and it's, of course it's rainy season, so it's completely muddy, so everyone has to pile out and get out, and I'm like crusty, it's like <laughs> and, and, we, and then we have to push the uh, shopper, the minibus, up the hill, and there's a point when the wheels are turning, and, and mud's flying on you, and you got egg, and you think, I paid for this ride. I paid them. And I, I, I just thought in my head, I was like, and I was like looking at my, my Mozambican friends being like, are you all into this? Like, we should, you know, like they should be paying us to push this minibus up the hill. Anyways, we get there, and I get home, and uh, I make an omelet or whatever, and it was like really delicious. Uh, it, was, it was really good. And uh, that was like my first year living there. I was a uh, volunteer, and I've been there now professionally for the last uh, six, seven years. And um, it's, it's my life. And uh, if you want to know more about Mozambique or stories like that, I'm very happy to share. It's a real honor to live there and a real privilege to be here in Boise as well. Thanks. Nine seconds. Jackie! So, uh... Might need another minute or two than what you normally give everyone. So, never thought I'd be up here, but I've always believed that speaking is my God-given talent and that one day I would be speaking, and so here I am. Um, so, my story um, may not be as grand and follow like Budapest and Mozambique and some other stories, but... I am going to take you on a very emotional ride from one extreme to the other, and I'm going to tell you a very good story. So, I will be entertaining. I, I hope I make you laugh. So, uh, a few years ago, a girlfriend of mine, who is one of my very dearest friends, had a uh, very close to her loved one pass away. And I was one of the first responders on scene to join her and to be with her in her time of need when uh, she had to go back to his home and face some realities. I apologize that I'm hitting you guys with this <laughs> emotion right away. But she called me in the middle of the night and I picked her up in the morning and we went back to his house and um, sometime in the day or two days uh, preceding this event, she said, uh, gosh, we have an Amazon order, or there's like something coming in the mail that's very personal to us that his children cannot see. And, um, and I was like, I got you. I'm, I'm here, what do you need? And uh, she said, I have these pasties that I ordered because this was just before Christmas. And I, and let me, let me tell you this, back up, this balls to the wall story, it's about my husband, not me. So I'm telling my husband's balls to the wall story. 
I had given birth to our last child a couple years prior, and then I was a surrogate and had a baby about a year later. And uh, as many moms can probably attest to and agree, it's kind of hard to get back into the funk of like, you know, feeling your body and feeling sexy and feeling wanted and being comfortable in your skin. And so this, this um, tragedy happens with my girlfriend and she says, there's these pasties and um, they're these like jingle bell pasties. <laughs> and they're red and green and they have bells all over them. And I, you know, these are gonna be our thing and um, I want them to go to someone who will use them. <laughs> and so as a good friend, I said, I will take your pasties. <laughs> And I will love your pasties, and I will use your pasties, and they will go to good use, I promise you. If I could do anything for you in your time of need, this is what I can do. <laughs> and so Christmas comes, and I forget about the pasties that I've hidden in my closet beneath the, the kids' gifts. We have four kids. I have four children at home beneath the four kids' gifts and everything else that I have hidden in the closet are these pasties in a bag. And uh, so Christmas comes and Christmas goes and it's the night after Christmas and I look in the closet and I see the pasties and I'm like, fuck, the pasties. I was supposed to use the pasties. I was supposed to do this thing. And so, my husband and I, you know, it's I'm I'm struggling because I've had a couple babies recently and I want to be that sexy woman getting into bed at night and I'm like, do the pasties, Jackie. Use the pasties. Do it. You've never used the pasties. Do the pasties. And so I put the pasties on. But I put my little lingerie thing over the pasties that my husband is familiar with because I want him to connect and I want him to be, you know, I want them, there to be some familiarity when I slide into bed. And so I have pasties and then I have my little thing over the pasties. And uh, our routine is, he, as men generally do, they, they get uh, ready for bed quicker than women. So he's like brush teeth, whatever, he's in bed. And I'm like washing my face and doing the exfoliating and all of this stuff and, you know, combing my hair and getting it just right. And I have the pasties on and then I put the thing on over the pasties. And then I go out into the dark bedroom and I'm like, well, if you move too much, the pasties have jingle bells on them. <laughs> so I'm like, I have to move really slow. So I'm like, sliding into bed with the pasties on, trying not to make any jingly noises. And I, you know, kind of roll up to my husband and his arm comes over and starts caressing the side of me. And then he, you know, grabs my boob and he's like, what? And there's this like jingle, 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 jingle thing going on. And he's like, what's happening here? And I'm like, oh, you know, do you like it? And he's like, what the fuck is this? And so I will spare you. The, the night proceeds as it should. And the, the pasties come off 
The pasties come off at some point and they make their way to his nightstand. So the next morning, my husband wakes up and uh, needs to use the bathroom. And so he gets up and he goes and uses the bathroom. And he comes back and I'm kind of, you know, laying in bed. And he comes back and he takes those pasties and what does he do with them? Slaps them right underneath and do, 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 do. So that is my husband's balls to the walls. And I got I got to tell my girlfriend, your pasties were very much used and appreciated. Jerry Smith. Okay, got somebody from over here? Or are you just really excited about Jerry? No, he is over there. So yeah, I'm Jerry Smith, but not that Jerry Smith for all you Rick and Morty fans. Okay, so um, it's choose your own adventure. A, a story about flying helicopters in Afghanistan. Seven, a story about an Afghani friend here in Boise. Or purple, uh, dating in my 40s in Boise. God damn it. <laughs> so I, I married really young and uh, uh, then ended up getting divorced in my 40s. And I found myself here in Boise trying to bang my way across the city. <laughs> um, sometimes more successful than other times. But I was pretty timid at first. You know, I was on Tinder and Match and Plenty of Fish and and all, all these things that were really just helping me out meeting girls and I was pretty nervous and I didn't know what the rules were and, and I felt like if I connected and started texting like there was this level of commitment that was wildly inappropriate for someone that you just met on Tinder and, and happened to start chatting with. Uh, but I kind of broke through that and and then I'm like, okay, I got this figured out. I know how to do this now. So I'm setting up a date on Thursday night. I got another girl on Friday night. And then, then I'm up on Saturday night with another one. And I got three boys and I call my dog, my boys names who I've known for an average of 20 something years. I can't keep it straight, but I show up on a date and, and uh, um, you know, it's going really good, and, and uh, uh, we have dinner at Momo's Mediterranean, or Momo's uh, um, Cafe, Mount Everest Cafe, exactly, and it's going really well, and she says, hey, do you want to go to this bar? Uh, we're having a birthday party for my friend. I'm like, holy crap, she's inviting me out to continue the date with some of her friends. I must be doing okay. So we go, and we're having drinks, and there's other friends and stuff, and then in, in walks a girl that I had gone on a date with and then ghosted because I didn't know what to do. I didn't know how to handle this stuff. It was too new for me. And I'm like, oh, yeah, um, yeah. And I was going by Jeremiah back then, and now it's... Uh, <laughs> Jeremiah is my real name, but, you know, it, it's, there's always someone from my past who catches up and calls me Jerry, so Jerry sticks again. Oh, so I meet, uh, you know, I'm chatting with this girl that I went on a date with months ago and ghosted, and I'm on this kind of date that really is now like, eh, I don't know where it's going to go because I ran into one of her friends that I went on a date with. Oh, and then in walks some other girl that I, in the same circle of friends that, that I had gone on a few dates with, and actually 
became kind of friends with and, and uh, it was exhausting. Well, I'm, I'm all in uh, at this point. And so the next night, uh, you know, I went to work and I cleaned up and I put on my cool clothes to go out on a date and I, I meet this girl at the, you know, some nice place downtown for drinks and oh wow, it's like everything was lining up. Mountain biker, snowboarder, um, you know, hiking and camping and kids kind of the same age, she's pretty and let's just say her name was Sarah. Um, so um, I, I try and say someone's name. Oh, Sarah, okay, that's great. You do this. And, but, you know, the chemistry wasn't there. And uh, um, uh, um, the <laughs> and so, but we had a good time getting to know each other. And, and I walk her back to her, uh, her car and uh, I, I, I give her a hug and thank her for the date and I say, Okay, good night, Michelle. And I turn around and I start walking away and I could feel the heat from the nuclear explosion behind me because I got her name wrong. And I'm like, wow, that kind of seals the deal. I'm not gonna worry about a second date anyhow now. Um, and then I finally eloped with a girl over here uh, six months ago who I've been seeing for four years. And uh, so I'm done with dating in Boise. I sold my wild oats. I went balls to the wall for a couple years and I'm, I'm, I'm done with it. And I'm happily married now. Thanks. Thank you for listening. Story Story Night is funded in part by the Idaho Commission on the Arts and the National Endowment for the Arts. Thank you to our media sponsor, Radio Boise. Our theme song was composed by Ned Evett. Podcast production is by Stephen Baldessari. Support this podcast by texting STORYPOD to 44321. Find out how to participate in our live show at www.storystorynight.org or visit us on Facebook. Also check out our YouTube channel. I'm Jody Eichelberger. Thanks for being a part of our story.